Hey there and a joyful big hello to each one of you fighting hard to win in these tough times. I know it isn't easy. Yet I also know somewhere that we can all do it. And in my pursuit to keep the joy alive in mine and each of your lives, I bring to you the 10th episode of the RJ Suje Ikigai podcast, where you will get to know Anupa Shah, a Mumbai girl who became a Boston dweller for over a decade, moved back to India with loads of memories, a great camera, and guess what? Everything then clicked into place for her. Not just being funny here, but truly, her ikigai reached out to her before she knew it. And she became a sought-after international award-winning wedding and lifestyle photographer. So, let's get clicking, folks. Drum rolls, please, as we welcome our next fabulous guest Anupa Shah on the 10th episode of The Get Up, Get Going and Find Your Ikigai podcast. Anupa, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sajata, and I think considering uh, everything that we're hearing around uh, us right now, I think we're very blessed to say that and I really hope that uh, we can say the same for everyone we know very soon. I'm extremely excited to be here because I know we've been talking about this for a while and um, yeah, I, all the inspirational people that you've been speaking to, I really feel honored that you've asked me to do this. How sweet, my darling, because you inspire me so much. I can't even begin to describe how much. Uh, but just to start, uh, kickstart the show, as I would call it, you know, you say you're a wedding and portrait photographer. Hmm. Is that all you do? You know, I'm kidding, right? <laughs> Tell us more about, you know, this fancy occupation that you have. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I actually joke, Sajata, that from the time you get engaged till the time you have your last child and then some, you are with me throughout the journey. Um, so, yes, I definitely shoot engagements and weddings, but also uh, babies, maternity shoots, um, you know, family events the entire gamut that involves people because that's who I am, a people person. I love stories. I love love stories. I'm a hopeless romantic. And, um, you know, I just, I want to freeze all those moments of love. That is so beautiful. And Anupa, I also think that you are one person who will make sure memories are kept alive, right? Uh, and that's a brilliant job to do. A very honorable job to do is what I would call it. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, Anupa, you know, in school, no one really thinks they're going to become a photographer of all great occupations. So you tell us about what you thought and, uh, you know, your journey towards, you know, this profession. Absolutely, Sajata. I had not in the remotest of my dreams thought of becoming a photographer because it's just not something that you generally think of, like you said. Um, I am a purebred Bombay girl, born, brought up here, school, college, um, you know, post-college. I went from my MBA to the U.S., um, finished my um, graduation from Boston. And, you know, post that, I took a slightly different route. I started working in a non-profit organization. Um, unlike most MBAs who do, you know, a corporate kind of a, a journey, mine was a little different. And because I found it very exciting, I was helping adults who have a mental illness to get back to the workforce. So I was still in the branding space in that organization, but, you know, undoubtedly a very challenging job because I knew nothing about it in this very new country also for me. Um, but, you know, I, I think I've just grown up to realize that I'm somebody who really enjoys a challenge and I love learning new things. So um, it, it was just a really good 
um, choice that I made to go ahead and, you know, do something different with my life, which was still in the branding space, like I said. And, um, you know, it taught me such amazing life skills and compassion that, you know, I, I still feel that it helps me today, especially as a people photographer. And um, after a decade or so in the U.S., I decided to move back to India. Um, India was a really amazing market at that point. And I thought, you know, let's do something different. So I moved back with a lot of great experiences and memories and also a DSLR camera. Now, don't ask me why I bought it, because I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I was not even remotely interested in photography. I um, had just done like uh, three months around the U.S. as my last hurrah had traveled all over. And I was shooting with a simple point and shoot. And a friend just told me, he's like, why don't you buy yourself a nice camera if you're going to travel so much? And that was my plan when I moved back to India. I wanted to travel. Um, so I just bought myself one as more of a, you know, not, not nothing that I needed, but just as a luxury thing. And, um, you know, I think that's when you have to believe that sometimes the universe just has a plan for you that even you didn't know about. Um, so somewhere I think I was meant to be a photographer. So things just kept coming my way. And um, so when I came back, I took a break for about six months uh, because, you know, I had been away for 10 years and a lot had changed in India. So I wanted to take some time to figure out uh, whether I want to go back to advertising, continue with nonprofits. Again, not even thinking of photography as a profession. Um, but since uh, I had this fancy toy, you know, my new camera, I started doing what most photographers do. I was shooting sunsets, city streets, family and friends. And I really started enjoying being behind the camera. I started learning more on YouTube. Um, on, I took small workshops because I'm completely self-taught. And uh, around the same time, I traveled to around five wildlife parks in India. And I grew to love it so much that on a whim, I decided I wanted to become a wildlife photographer. So uh, basically, I saw the light. <laughs> and uh, very soon after, I realized that it has a lot of challenges, uh, especially if you want to make your passion, your ikigai, which was for me that time wildlife photography. If you want to make it lucrative, uh, it takes a long time to climb that um, you know, ladder. So I decided maybe not, maybe I'll do something else in photography itself. And luckily for me, around the same time, my older niece was born. And I have this adorable muse in the house. So I started photographing her a lot. And that kind of caught wind. And, um, you know, friends and family started asking me to photograph their children. Maternity shoots started happening. And very soon after, um, a friend asked me if I would be interested in shooting his friend's wedding. So this was something that I was really not ready for. I had the skills for sure by that point. But I had never shot a wedding. So it was a total leap of faith. Um, something that I just thought would be fun to try. And I took it up and uh, I did ask the couple though to have their own family photographer. And I would be the, you know, one who would take the quote unquote creative shots. And honestly, the pictures turned out decent and the couple was also pretty happy with it, but it was, or maybe they were just super sweet to me and said that it was nice. Uh, but the reason I, you know, I told them that was because from the very beginning, I realized that memories are extremely important to people. So I always envisioned it as if it was my wedding or if I was having a baby shower and if somebody I hired missed moments, how would it feel? So that's the reason I asked them to have that other photographer, uh, because I take this as a very huge responsibility. And, um, you know, I don't know, from that point on, photography started more seriously for me 
um, I really started experimenting, learning, taking more international workshops. Uh, I was also working with a boutique design firm by that by that time. So, um, you know, I learned a lot of design and editing skills there. And it, you know, it just powered on so much that I finally quit the job and I went full time into photography. And yeah, here we are today. And so what started as a solo photographer doing just photo, uh, now we shoot with a, a talented team of people providing photo and video at weddings as well as family events. But, you know, whether I'm shooting alone or if I'm shooting with a team, my focus is still the same. I want to capture real moments. I want to capture them in a timeless and a joyful way. And I want to be sure that me and my team provide that same vibe of happy, um, timeless moments, you know. Wow. You know, it, it seems as though the universe conspired to put everything together for you. Right, right from the camera to you having, uh, you know, that uh, assignment that you were working on with the boutique, you know, which gave you those special skills, as you said, which you needed for being a great photographer as well, right? Totally. I mean, I, I don't think I was looking for my ikigai. I think my ikigai just found me and I got super lucky. <laughs> that is a brilliant tagline, actually. Ikigai <laughs> from that. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. That's great to hear. And, uh, you know, tell us more about the life of a photographer, right? A passionate photographer, as passionate as you are. Uh, you know, how do your shoots go? You know, the pros and cons, uh, the fun of being an independent woman, uh, you know, fo woman photographer in Mumbai. What happens at weddings? You know, how do you how do you get through all that? Tell us more about that. That's a lot of masala to put in 20 minutes, <laughs> uh, but I'll try. Uh, you know, everyone, whenever you say there's a, I'm a photographer, everyone's so, wow, you're a photographer. It's such a glamorous profession to most people. And especially lately with social media glorifying it so much, um, mm. because, you know, what people see is that we are traveling the world, we're photographing celebrities, attending fun events, and it just seems like all just wow. But there is so much that goes behind the scenes. There's such so much of hard work. Um, a wedding lasts anywhere from two to five days, and you're standing for long hours on your feet with heavy equipment dangling off you. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're not even getting more than a meal a day because you're just so busy to even do that, you know? Or if you're, mm -hmm. you're chasing toddlers, my God, that's like the perfect workout you can ever have, you know? You're <laughs> running behind these things with, uh, with these uh, big cameras on you. So... Uh, it ha like every profession and you know everything in life it has its pros and cons for sure but I for one I love it because you know I, the people the colors the emotions you know as I call it like completely beautiful chaos mm. I love all of that you know and I think if the pandemic has made us realize anything it is that you know human connect is a real luxury and um, you know portrait photography gives me that so um, yeah I love it and, you know, remember we were talking once and you were telling me that, uh, you know, especially uh, older people come up to you at weddings and say, oh my God, you're a photographer. You know, how does that feel? Yeah, you know, Sujata, it's really cute. Sometimes these uncles will come up to me and they'll ask me, you know, Beta, wow, you're a, you're a woman photographer or you're a photographer. Like my entire team sometimes could be women. Um, and, you know, they, they're just so amazed by that because I think the tape that's going on in their head is, this is not something I have seen before because we don't really have these non-traditional jobs for women. 
Um, so definitely it is very, uh, I mean, I have been lucky that people have come up to me and said this in a very respectful and a very adoring way. But I also know that a lot of women, um, and I don't want to generalize this, but a lot of women, especially in smaller towns, have to actually struggle. They have to actually say this more as a, you know, as a statement about who they are. And so I really wish we can start normalizing these non-traditional jobs. And, you know, you don't hear people saying, is she, um, you don't ever hear anyone saying, is this a male photographer? You'll always hear them calling them a photographer. So why is it a woman photographer, you know? I, I just wish we would start um, just actually, if we had to judge, do it from professionalism and talent rather than my gender. But at the same time, like I said, it's also very, very cute to see it. And I think it's because the change is happening uh, slowly. And, you know, from the time I started to now, there are so many more women in this field. And it's really great to see that. Healthy competition is what I'm hearing, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really talented women out there and men, of course. But, um, you know, it's it's amazing to see the kind of stuff that people are doing now and, you know, scaling new heights. Right. And uh, Anupat, there's this very interesting question that came to me uh, right now, which is about, you know, the compassion and other things that you learned while you were in the US yeah. in your job and how you can apply to the photography today, right? right. Can you just tie it up? together and you know any experiences that you've had uh, or also you know the fact that uh, women typically are more empathetic right so do you see anything of that emerging in you and is there any special quality that a woman photographer can add so you know um, I feel like any job that requires works with people definitely requires compassion um it's not something that can be taught. Of course, it's something that, uh, you know, you already either have or you don't and can be cultivated by just being in the right um, in situations. Like I was, for example, in the agency I used to work with. So, you know, we, we used to work with adults that were uh, recovering from mental health issues. So, of course, compassion was extremely important there. And in weddings too, you know, there is so much going on. There is this whole melange of emotions happening, you know. So, there is like, you know, there's, there could be dad crying as he sees the bride walking in. There could be mom who's like, you know, all over the place, flustered because things are not going a certain way. Um, the, you know, the bridesmaids, there, there's so much going on. There's, and um, I think at that time, just having a little bit of compassion, just stopping and being okay with that, not just trying to get the shot and trying to rearrange them or just being part of the narrative is very important. And for that, you need to kind of step away and still be in it, but, you know, a step away and just give them that space that they need to feel close to you. And, um, you know, I think as a woman, um, definitely, I feel like I have a little bit of advantage in that, that, you know, I can walk into the bride's room when she's getting ready and get some really cool shots, which maybe my male counterparts can't. Or, you know, sometimes uh, even the bridesmaids, they'll ask me, they'll be like, hey, you know, which uh, bindi looks better or what bangle suits me? And that's a great point for me to get close to those people. So, you know, they suddenly feel like I'm their friend or their family versus this outside or this vendor, you know. So um, it gives me a lot of access to get the shots I want, especially because the kind of photography I do is about real moments. It's about documentary style. So... That access is not something you can stage. You have to earn it. 
and also the patients you know i mean you know when you're working with folks that have a mental health issue and trying to place them in jobs in an external world which is a very it can be pretty cruel sometimes you need a lot of patience you know and that patience has also then translated into my work here because uh, into in photography because again it's photography is definitely not a job you can just it's not a click and done it's something that you have to deliberate on you have to wait for light you have to do a lot of things especially in weddings and kids are so like you know they're just another whole ball game they have no agenda they don't you can't go with an agenda you have to go with just an open mind and really lot of agility Mm-hmm. As we were speaking earlier, you mentioned that this gratitude is what has helped you survive the last one year, right? Since uh, the pandemic began. So, what's it been like? You know, needless to say, twenty twenty was a very difficult year for me and for everybody around. Uh, weddings took a huge hit. uh due to the lockdown even my family shoots were much much lesser than usual and there was like anxiety everywhere but you know at some point i just chose to channel that anxiety towards some form of creativity um you know social media has just made life mm. all about validation so how many likes how many followers and i too somewhere had gotten into that rabbit hole you know so um 2020 actually helped me gain that much needed pause and reset So in the past I had been creating just to be to make the perfect photo or to make the perfect moment you know um but now I had kind of reset my head to start creating for just for fun mm. just for pure play you know because that's what I got into this for I enjoy photography so much that I wanted to just create I just wanted to click sometimes without thinking even you know and just go with the moment and then sometimes you come back and see it on your camera uh, on your uh, computer and you're like wow you know like I'm so glad I was there for that moment. So somewhere you know because of all of these um, as you start getting more into a profession uh, you start losing that. So I it, it was a great reset for me and all this play was completely like without any kind of agenda, no judgment. I was just experimenting with my camera. I was painting on canvas which I hadn't done since college probably or school probably. I was creating like you know random bookmarks from recycled wedding cards. It's just creating for the sake of creativity and if it was bad i was junking it i wouldn't show a friend i wouldn't post it online it was creation for me because when you start creating for yourself it is just so liberating and i think as artists you know we we are just somewhere that artist and entrepreneur becomes a difficult line to um, you know ride so that's what i kind of did and you know i i let go of perfection because i've always been mm. somebody who's a perfectionist and i just told myself that you know i need to work on the process now i need to stop focusing on my next goal or you know the next award or you know all of that i just need to because the minute you you reach your perfection you have stopped evolving mm. right so what's next then and somewhere in that play you know you might just get new ideas you might even get a new angle to your photography in terms of a new genre that you have not explored or 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 just probably a way forward so at the moment uh, now that we're back again in lockdown i'm again just back to all of that because um you know anxiety is just not going to lead to anything mm. right so and you speak for your community here right an entire community Yeah I mean it's it's really tough some people are uh, really struggling with this and some are have the choice to sit back home and probably do this so 
if you have the choice, uh, at least, you know, monetarily, then maybe work on your passion, I would say, you know, don't just say, just get into that black hole of worry and anxiety. And all of us do it, trust me, even I do it. But it's just that, you know, you have to kind of keep plugging at it, you have to be open to new ideas. And on the off days, you just have to remember why you started, right? Um, and as long as you're doing it in the now and with the with your full passion and honesty, I am sure that somewhere those seeds will flower. Wow, that's such a beautiful thought. And um, how will you take these learnings forward when things open up, like and open up for good? Because one thing that you said is um, letting go of perfection that stood out for me. So how would you take a thought like that forward as you become like one of India's foremost photographers, hopefully? So very soon? I, I think, um, you know, I'll probably would try some new genres of photography. So, uh, you know, before I would have not tried food photography or um, maybe even commercial photography as much, uh, mostly because I love people and so I've wanted to do more portraits. But it is something that is also very exciting and it is, you know, it's also the need of the hour. Uh, people are doing a lot of stuff with food right now and uh, needing photographers as well as weddings, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, are going to be going to take a little bit of time before they come back. So I will need a segue financially too. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do that. And the reason I haven't in the past is because I always wanted to be perfect with it. And, you know, I wanted to be really skilled. I didn't have a lot of... Um, stuff on my portfolio before I do but maybe I'll try it out you know and um yeah just just try more creative stuff you know maybe I'll start painting just for uh, you know to sell for non-profits or something I'm not sure yet that's wonderful and actually you're letting go of your fear of being judged right when you want to be a perfectionist many time many a time what happens is people uh, fear being judged and that's why they want to be perfect right so somewhere I hear that fear uh, being let go of Anupa so uh, more power to you girl Absolutely. is what I would say you know, like, be fearless in your pursuit of happiness is my mantra pretty much yes in the pursuit of happiness and that's what Ikiga is all about Anupa uh, apart from fearless I do believe that you've won a couple of other awards. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I think the last two, three years have just been very, very rewarding in terms of awards. And I really feel blessed to have that. Um, 2020 started beautifully for me because, um, you know, it started with two fearless awards. Uh, it's one of the most coveted awards in the industry of wedding photography. Uh, people around the world, all over, brilliant photographers, you know, people who I look at their photos and think, wow, how did he even think of that? As a photographer, I'm still thinking that, you know, so uh, these people are just amazing. And then there, I, uh, there was another one called This is Reportage, which is also like one of the best documentary photographers, um, photographer community out there. And, um, you know, all of these were so uh, great to have, but I must say that this is my own yardstick of growth. So uh, for me, that was how I see how much I have grown. When I'm competing with these world-renowned photographers, uh, it just makes me up my skills all the time. But it is definitely not my yardstick of success. For me, success is somebody uh, like a bride calling me after she sees her photos and telling me that, oh my God, you know, I saw the photos of the Vidai and I was crying all over and I remember what my dad said in my ear. 
or uh, the groom's dad telling me that you know you and your team blended so beautifully with our families and friends we literally felt like you were part of our gang and that to me is quality and service provided you know so um that is my yardstick of uh, success but definitely awards and things like that you know they they definitely help to kind of propel you further so um it has been good and you know i hope uh, i can continue to create some good work absolutely you will my dear and last but the most important question i believe is your message um to our listeners on following your ikigai right it's been tough and tougher in 2021 as i would uh, presume because things were just opening up right so how do you keep your heart focused on your ikigai i think that's a tough question to answer given the uncertainty we are living in currently um but you know i would say that just keep plugging at it you know if you're currently doing what you want to then continue to do that uh keep taking smaller steps to just hone your skills at home you know work on those pending projects that we keep shelving thinking that i'll do it when i'm free um you know we've been gifted with this free time um not so happily but you know we have it now so might as well use that and uh, you know if you and just be open to it if you're not already haven't found your ikigai then you know just just be open to new ideas and uh, new things that we can do so you never know what kind of a different path you might lead to you know sometimes uh, things that we do like you know me doing the mental health uh, job leading to now um working with people or for that matter you know uh, doing advertising which now currently helps me with a lot of design and other things um sometimes these threads just weave together so beautifully and you don't know how the tapestry of your life just plays through and if i had to say this as a photographer i would just say that um, you know see the light and be the light wow that's super inspiring anupa and a great message to uh, end this uh, beautiful episode with you thank you so much for being here spending your time and uh, you know helping our listeners just understand what a different occupation is like you know uh, like photography like all of us see photographers at weddings or you know we we see all these beautiful things on instagram social media etc etc but the hard work that goes behind the emotions that lie there thank you so much for introducing us to that thank you and you know you've been doing such amazing work so please carry that on you're really providing a lot of positivity and hope through these podcasts and uh, you know i would just say that please be kind to your photographers stop asking them to make make you look thin <laughs> uh, but in that uh, you know yeah stay safe and you know just uh, i hope the world comes back to what it was very soon absolutely it will thank you once again bye bye take care so hope you like that gutsy woman plugging away every day to fulfill her ikigai while she's waiting to make memories come alive again maybe you could go and show her some love at her instagram handle anupasha photography and don't you forget i'm always waiting for your feedback too on each episode apart from that take care and be kinder to yourself and everyone who's in your life see you soon on the other side with another special guest on the rj sujay ikigai podcast